0: There are five things that you need to do in order to be successful. These are the five principles of success, and we're going to talk about them today. You're listening to The Empowered Life with master coach and trainer of NLP, Terry Holland. Breakthrough to the life you deserve. All right, thanks for joining me today. So we're talking about success, the five principles of success. And these are the five things that you need, if you want to truly be successful in any context of life. And we're going to talk about how this applies to entrepreneurs and how it applies to sales, but you can apply this in any context of your life. So the first thing is, when you want to be really successful in any area of life, you have to know your outcome. You have to know what you want. And I've talked about this before in this podcast, and I think it's important to repeat, it bears repeating. You have to know what you want. There's no way around it. How will you ever get what you want if you don't actually know what you want? So often when I talk with clients, when I first meet with a client, I'll say, what is it you want? And they say, well, I don't want this and I don't want that. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to fight with my spouse anymore. I don't want to have bad relationships. I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to fail at this business. I don't want to be sick all the time. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to be so frustrated. I don't want to be stuck. And I say, that's really good. And what do you want? And often they don't know. In fact, I'd say nine times out of 10, when I ask them again, what is it you do want? They'll say, well, I don't want this and I don't want that. And they go right back into thinking about what they don't want. I think we spend a lot of time in general, we spend a lot of time thinking about what we don't want and not focused on what we do want. Now, what do you get when you focus on what you don't want? Your unconscious mind can't process negatives. And this is important because your unconscious mind is the goal getter, your conscious mind is the goal setter, your unconscious mind is the goal getter. So if you're focused on what you don't want, and the unconscious mind doesn't process negatives, you will continually be focused on what you don't want, and you'll get what you don't want. So really simple, here's a simple way to test this. Don't think of a blue tree. Don't think of a blue tree. Now, what did you just think about? A blue tree because you had to think about what you don't want to think about before you can not think about it. You have to think about what you don't want to think about in order to not think about it. So if you're thinking about what you don't want to think about so that you cannot think about it, you're actually thinking about what you don't want to think about. So you're focused on what you don't want. And if you're focused on what you don't want, your unconscious mind not be able to discern fantasy from reality or what you what's good for you or what's not in terms of what you're focused on will just deliver for you what it is you're focused on. Now, some of you might be thinking, oh, Terry, I didn't think of a blue tree. I thought of a green tree. But you had to think of it as blue before you could switch it to green. And you might be thinking, oh, I didn't think of a tree. You had to think of a tree to not think of a tree. In fact, the very thought... I didn't think of a tree means you're thinking of a tree. So you can't think about what you don't want to think about. You can only think about the thing you don't want to think about. Get it? So you can't think of something that's not. You could only think of what is. So if you're thinking, I don't want to be sick, guess what your unconscious mind is focused on? Being sick. Because you have to have an internal representation or picture of being sick before you can have one of not being sick, before you cannot be sick. Now, of course, the opposite of that would be to think about being totally healthy, but that's not how people think. Most people, when I talk to them and I say, what is it you want? They're so focused on what they don't want, they don't even realize that what they're telling me is what they don't want. And even when I point it out to them, they'll continue telling me what they don't want. Or they might say, this is, this always amuses me when it comes out like this. They'll say, well, I don't want to be broke, and I don't want to feel this way anymore. And I don't want to be like this. And I don't want my business to fail. And I say, good, but what do you want? And they go, well, I want to be successful because I don't want to be broke. And they just, they'll say one, one or two positive things. And they go right back to talking about what they don't want which is exactly why they're clients, by the way, that's why they're not getting the results they want. And that's why they end up coming to me to correct their thinking and their focus. So you have to know your outcome. If you don't know your outcome, how do you know where you're going to get? I Oh, this is the other one that gets me all the time as I talk to entrepreneurs, and they say, I just want to go with the flow. I just I just want to be in flow in my business. And just like." I just want to be in flow and just like go with it. Okay, well, you're not going to get very far. It's like, uh, it's like trying to, like, just drift, you're trying to drift down a river. And where are you going to end up? And how quickly are you going to get there? You get there a lot faster and a lot further if you paddle, and you do something, you go, oh, I just want to, I just want to go with the flow. I just, I just, want to just kind of go with it and see what happens. Well, nothing happens. You have to meet intention with action. So going with the flow means you're just going to stay pretty much where you are. Nothing's really going to change. You're not going to get anything. And and if you're really happy being just where you are and that's fulfilling you and you're satisfied, that's fine. But if you have any desire for more, you're not going to get it by going with the flow. You have to actually do something. You have to put in work, which brings me to number two, take action. You have to take action towards what you want. It's not enough to sit around and think about it. I'm sorry. I wish it was. I wish that I could sit at my desk and daydream all day about all the money that's coming into my business and my life and all the people that I'm affecting just by sitting at my desk and doing nothing. I mean, that would be amazing if I could just sit here and think about transforming lives and lives just transformed. And I never recorded a podcast and I never made a video and I never coached a client. And that'd be pretty remarkable. That'd be kind of cool. That's not how our world works. You have to actually do something. It's it, yeah, you don't get anywhere without doing something. My favorite one was my um, my husband shared this meme with me. I've told you guys about this before. I'm going to repeat it again because I think it's hilarious. Was He sent me this meme of, you know, just do what you love, they say, and money will flow to you. So I'm sitting on my couch, in my underwear, eating pizza, watching TV, waiting for the money to pour in. You have to match your intention with action. You have to do something to get the thing you want we live in a physical world. And I can't stress that enough, you have to actually do something in the physical world to make things happen. So many people are talking about manifestation and manifesting money, it's kind of a, it's a trendy topic right now how to manifest money. Well, the real secret of manifestation is you have to do something. I I like to say that my husband, my husband is a an amazing manifester of money. It's amazing, guys. Every other Wednesday, money just shows up in his bank account. Just poof, it appears. And it's roughly about the same amount every other Wednesday. And he just, you know, he goes to work every day. But somehow, poof, magically, this money appears. It's, (laughs) you have to do something to make money, It doesn't just poof, appear. I mean, there's some pretty cool things that can happen with money. There's some pretty cool, I'm not gonna, like money is energy. I I 100% believe that. I 100% support that. And you have to be open to receiving it. But this is happening in your unconscious mind. And your unconscious mind governs over your beliefs, your behavior, your actions. So Anything that you do around money is a behavior, including how you spend money, including how you earn money. That's all behavior. How you how you accept opportunities to make money is behavior. So what if, you know, if you're not making the money you want, unconsciously, you could be making decisions and doing things that are repelling money from your life or spending money too rapidly. It's really... It's not that hard. I can give you the example of my husband. He works. He makes money. That's manifesting. He puts in energy. He gets money back. You have things in your house right now. I guarantee you could sell and make money at if you really wanted a couple. If you wanted to make an extra thousand bucks this week, if you really wanted to do something about that, you can find things in your house that you could sell to earn a $1,000. Guaranteed. And it just requires doing the work of going through the things in your house and putting them online for sale. You can make a thousand bucks. I I guarantee that. In fact, any time in my life where I've wanted more money, I've just taken action to do something and money magically appears. That's how it works. That's how you manifest money. It's not some woo-woo out there concept. You have to do something. I get so frustrated when I talk to other coaches And they complain about not making money, and then they're not doing anything. They're not doing anything. They just expect that the clients are going to appear just, they're going to meditate on it. They're going to read some self-help books. They're going to, um, I don't know, go to a networking event, but they don't do anything to get a client. You have to take action. And your action has to match the thing you want. So it has to be the same intensity of what you want. If I wanted to make a thousand extra dollars this week, so I want to make an extra thousand dollars, my energy can't be that I'm going to sit around and watch Netflix every day because I'm not going to earn it. My action has to match that thousand dollars. That's when you have to get off your butt and you have to do something. Nothing happens in this world without action. Nothing happens without action. So know your outcome, take action. The third one is sensory acuity. This we teach in the NLP practitioner training. It's how to read other people in a really specific way. This isn't about body language or if a person stands this way, it means that it's not that it's more specific than that in that you begin to read each person specifically what that person does, what their actions mean. Now, in terms of success, it's also being able to tell if you're moving in the right direction. So you know what you want, you have your outcome, you're taking action, how do you know? How do you know if your actions work? Or if they don't work? If you're moving towards what you want, or if you're actually getting further away from it? If you're just spinning your tires and staying in one place? How do you know That sensory acuity is being able to really look at things objectively and know what's working, what's not working, what to change, how to adapt. That's that sensory acuity. We go in great depth in the NLP practitioner training on sensory acuity and how to develop your sensory acuity so that you can take the feedback that you need and apply it. And you can't do anything without that sensory acuity if you don't have number four, which is behavioral flexibility behavioral flexibility. You have to be flexible. And think of it this way. So imagine a giant oak tree surrounded by a grassy meadow of tall grass. Now you might think that that oak tree is stronger than the grass, but if a tornado whips through there or even just a big windstorm, that oak tree is more likely to fall down and break. The grass which is thinner and lighter, is going to blow and bend in the wind and not break. You want to be like the grass. You want to be like the grass. You want to have the flexibility to adapt to any situation. So in communication, this is being able to adapt to another person's communication style. Have you ever been communicating something with someone and they're just not getting it? or they're not listening to you or they're not hearing what you have to say. It's not, your message isn't getting through. Now in NLP, we say the meaning of a communication is the response you get. So if the response you're getting is that they're not getting it, they're not listening, they're tuning out, having behavioral flexibility allows you to adapt how you're communicating in a way that they can now hear that they're engaged with what you have to say. They want to hear your message. Think of this in terms of a sales context. If you've ever sold something to someone and you're communicating, you're sharing with them your great product, your great service, and it's not going anywhere, you're not communicating in their language. Their language is their physiology, using their model of the world, their internal representations, how they speak. It's using everything that you pick up with your sensory acuity and then be able to adapt to that, to communicate with them in a way... they're now open to hearing you. But the way most salespeople talk to their customers, their clients, is they communicate from their model of the world, the way they like to communicate or be communicated with, and not adapting to that person and not getting the information from that person to be able to modify their communication to match theirs. So you have to have behavioral flexibility. This is also we teach we teach this as well in the NLP practitioner training is how to go from move from big picture concepts and ideas and then from that to chunk all the way down into the details we call it chunking chunking up or chunking down moving from ambiguity to specificity or specificity to ambiguity and then lateral chunking how you go sideways and when you can do this when you and I really encourage all my students to do this frequently to practice chunking up, chunking down, chunking laterally, you begin to communicate in such a way that when you're, you can take someone right down into the details and then chunk them up into the big picture concept and vice versa. You can do this with anyone, anytime. Great flexibility. I'll tell you this about chunking up or down is agreement is an ambiguity. Agreement is found in the big picture concepts and not in the details. People disagree on details. So this becomes the art of negotiation. I mean, imagine, you know, for those of you who are in business, being able to negotiate in a way that you can gain agreement with anyone, anytime, or with your kids, for those of you who have kids, with your spouse when you have a disagreement, to be able to get back into agreement with them. So everyone's back on the same page and everybody feels positive about the outcome. That in itself is a skill set. And that's one of the really beautiful things that NLP teaches is behavioral flexibility. So to be, to have success, to be really successful, you need behavioral flexibility. So, so far we have one, know your outcome. Two, take action. Three, have sensory acuity. Four, behavioral flexibility. And number five is operating from a physiology and a psychology of excellence, meaning everything you do is directed towards excellence. It's also about modeling. In NLP, we teach modeling. Now, some people get modeling and copying confused. Copying is you see what someone else is doing and you copy it. How well does that work? It doesn't. It doesn't work. And for those of you in business, please don't copy other people's marketing. It doesn't work work. When it comes to marketing, you need to stand out from the noise and social media is full of noise. You need to stand out. You can't stand out if you're doing the same thing everyone else is doing. So if your Instagram looks like everyone else's Instagram page, if your copy sounds like everyone else's copy, if you make the same claims that everyone else makes, you need to stand out and do something different. I mean, for the coaches that are listening to this, how many coaches boast about making a, you know, five figures a month or six figures, and so many of them are doing that. So many of them are telling the same story of the rags to riches story. I was a year ago, I was so broke, I was in debt. Now I make all this money. Look at how much money I made this month. Any coach can say that. One, it doesn't have to be true, right? People lie, sorry to break it to you, but people lie in their marketing, and and then their social media, especially, and to, like they can't. I mean, prove it. Prove it. Show their income. Two, um, it's not enticing. That's not exciting for people. For other people to see. So, when people get used to seeing the same shtick in marketing, they start to tune out. It all becomes beige, bland, boring, vanilla. You want to be like the, I don't know, like the lemon in a sea full of vanilla ice cream. You want to be like the lemon, the cherry, the chocolate, something that pops out, not the boring old vanilla. Don't be bland. Don't be boring. So copying leads to bland, boring, beige, everyone the same, everyone doing the same thing, same marketing, same message. The other thing about copying is, so say you see someone do something really well, And then you copy them, because it's not authentic and congruent to you, people pick up unconsciously there's an incongruency that that's not you. People are very smart, never underestimate the the power of people and the intelligence, the inner innate intelligence. Now, often people don't listen to that inner innate wisdom, but it's there and unconsciously people start to pick up that something isn't right that the image you're portraying isn't matching reality. Somehow something is off and they won't trust you. People don't buy who they don't trust. So don't copy someone else. Modeling is different. Modeling is observing someone's behavior, what they're doing, and being able to see what works, what doesn't work, trying it on to self. and when going pay anything you can do. I can do as well. And I can get the same result if I do it the same way. And modifying it for me. So that's where copying and modeling are different, is that modeling, try it on, try it on, take the behavior, try it on, see how it fits, modify it, adapt it to the self, and then execute it. And then reevaluate what worked, what didn't work, and do it again. So it's not about just blatantly copying someone, taking their copy, their ideas, their strategies in business and applying them. Oh, and by the way, by the way, what most people see, so if we talk about marketing again, what most people see of the marketing isn't really what's going on. There's stuff going on in the background you don't see. Um, Also, you never really know online if someone is as successful as they claim to be, because there's no way of proving that. So if you're copying people online, be really careful. Make sure that you are not copying, but modeling and you're modeling people who have real results and real success. So don't just model any, I don't know, any Instagram influencer out there. Find someone who's really good, really excelling in business and model them. And the way to model is you have to understand their beliefs, their values. It's not just about this is the image they put on social media. This is how they talk about it. It's getting into who is the person behind that. That's modeling. It means you have to actually be able to communicate with that person and ask questions, meaningful questions. And we teach that in the master practitioner training, how to model someone, how to model someone really well. So psychology and a physiology of excellence means that you are, everything that you are doing is focused on excellence. I don't know about you, but I don't think people are paying enough attention to excellence these days. They're kind of settling for half-assed, mediocre results, and then wondering why they're not having the success they want. So this is back to the person who just, you know, I just want to be in flow. I just want to go with the flow. I just like when things are easy. Well, then you're going to get really half-assed, easy results, and they're not going to be the exciting big results that you probably really want. Everything you do needs to be focused towards excellence, so you take care of your body, you perform to an excellent standard, you practice with excellence. Everything you do, you execute with excellence in mind, and if it doesn't work, you reevaluate. you go back to behavioral flexibility, using your sensory acuity, evaluate what worked, what didn't work the This is the model of success. If you want to model success, this is the model. So to recap, you have to know your outcome, take action, have sensory acuity to know what works, what doesn't work, use behavioral flexibility, adapt, change, be flexible, and operate from a physiology and a psychology of excellence, meaning you are totally in alignment, totally congruent with what it is that you want. And everything you do is geared towards excellence. That's the model. So five principles of success. It's from NLP. It's what we teach. It's what we practice in NLP. And if you want to have success in any area of your life, I think it is incredibly worthwhile to learn NLP. And the next NLP practitioner training is August 10th to 16th. I would love to see you in it. And the next one after that will be in uh, will be in the fall. It's right now it's November, but dates might change. So that's how you, that's how you get success in any aspect of your life. You can apply this to your relationships. Just really quickly, I'll go through how you do that. So knowing what you want in the relationship, being really clear. So if you're married and, and I say marriages go through ebbs and flows. If you're struggling in your marriage, you need to know exactly what you want, how you want it to be, take action, take the steps to get there with your partner have sensory acuity to know, is this working? Is this not working? Behavioral flexibility, that's huge in relationships, being able to communicate with the other person. The Like nine times out of 10, if a relationship is struggling, it's because of communication. And then operating from a physiology and a psychology of excellence. So everything has to be geared towards excellence in that relationship. You can apply this, of course, to your business, to your sales if you take this and apply it to sales your sales will improve a hundred percent you will see improvement in your sales if you apply this apply this to your health goals apply this to your personal development goals apply this to how you walk your dog you can apply this to literally anything in your life if you want to succeed so that's it for today thank you for joining me please share this episode with your friends if you think that they'll benefit from it Share it with your team. For those of you in direct sales, share it with them. All of you will improve by having these five five principles of success in place. You will just see better results. And yeah, share it with your friends, your family, anyone who you think will benefit from hearing it. And I would love to offer any of you who like this episode, if you post a screenshot of you listening to this episode on whatever platform you listen on, if you post a screenshot to your Instagram account or your Instagram story, and you tag me on it at Terry Holland, then I would love to give you a complimentary 60-minute coaching session, no strings attached, just a coaching session on me. The deal is it has to be this episode. So this a screenshot of this episode, Principles of Success. And screenshot, tag me on it, and it has to be by next Thursday. And next Thursday is, oh, I should have looked this up before. Hang on, I'm pulling up my calendar. Next Thursday, today is the 4th. Next Thursday is the 12th. So by July 12th, anyone who does that before July 12th, I will give you a 60-minute consultation. July 12th, 2018, I should add that in. All right, this is a longer episode, so hopefully you're still with me and don't forget, please remember to leave me your five-star iTunes review. Thanks a lot, guys. Hope you have a fantastic day. Have a great day.